Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. When you have the nature and the life of God in you, your conscience won't permit you to do just anything. If you are a born again Christian, you are born of the Spirit. Now we need to differentiate the difference of being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. But yet if you are born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. You may not be filled, but He's in there. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. You may open your Bibles again to Romans 8 and Proverbs 20. For these are our texts for this particular series. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The 16th verse says, The Spirit itself, or as the margin says, Himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 says, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. One translation reads, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. We're talking about how to be led by the spirit. These verses, or this verse particularly, in Proverbs tells us that God will enlighten us, or will guide us through our spirits. And so we are talking about or have discussed the fact that man is a spirit being, he has a soul, he lives in a body. God does not lead us through our souls. God does not lead us through our bodies. He leads us and guides us through our spirits. Well, how does he guide us? We get a little intimation here in this verse off the 16th verse of Romans 8 that the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit. First, he bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Secondly, you'll find that that is the primary way or the number one way that the Spirit guides us is through the inward witness or by the inward witness. The uh, inward man that we talked about that's become a new man in Christ Jesus has a voice. That voice we call conscience. Sometimes it's called intuition. Sometimes it's called inner guidance or as it's called here, inward witness. Now the question is asked very often, is your conscience a safe guide? 
Well, yes, if your spirit has become a new man in Christ, because your conscience is the voice of your spirit. And remember the verse there in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So if your spirit has become a new man in Christ, then your conscience is a safe guide because your conscience is the voice of your spirit. I... Uh, Notice something Paul said, it would, it would, I'm not going to take time to do it right now, but it'd be very interesting if you'd do that, if you'd go through the letters that he wrote to the church and see what he said about his conscience. And you'll notice that Paul said he always obeyed his conscience. He even said when he was in the Jews' religion that he had a good conscience because he thought he was doing the will of God, you see. But even afterwards he said that he always obeyed his conscience. Well... Let me say it again, if your spirit is a new man with the life and the nature of God in it, then it's a safe guide. Now a person who's never been born again could not follow the voice of his spirit because his spirit would be unregenerate and his conscience would, would, would permit him to do anything actually because in his spirit he has the nature of the devil in him. But thank God we've got the life and the nature of God in us, in our spirits. When you have the nature and the life of God in you, your conscience won't permit you to do just anything. If you are a born-again Christian, you are born of the Spirit. Now we need to differentiate the difference of being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. But yet, if you are born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. You may not be filled, but He's in there. Are you listening to me now? And He is abiding in your spirit. He does not communicate directly with your mind because He's not in your mind. The Holy Spirit's residing, abiding in your spirit. And so he does not communicate directly with your mind because he's not in your mind, he's in your spirit. He communicates with you through your spirit. And of course, your spirit does reach and influence your mentality. Those things come from the inside of us. Now, I'll stop off long enough before I go further here to give you a little illustration along this line. I was born again uh, on the bed of sickness, April the 22nd, 1933. Well, I knew nothing about being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues, but I was born of the Spirit. And I had the witness of the Spirit right on the inside of me that I was a child of God. Now, I don't know, I, I, maybe I'm different than other people, but I was just 15 years old when I was born again, four months before my 16th birthday, and I've never had problems that others have, even teenagers. Then I was healed when I was just six days before my 17th birthday as a teenager, just standing alone, just standing alone. And actually, the church I went to, I, I don't mean to be anybody's judge, 
But the Bible said by their fruit you shall know them. And the church that I went to and even taught a young people's Sunday school class, if there's anybody in that Sunday school class that was saved besides me, I don't know it. <laughs> because they'd cuss, they'd drink, they would uh, go to dances, worldly dances, and would, uh, would uh, young people, single people, all mixed up with one another in sex activity. They said, why don't you do these things first? My conscience wouldn't permit me. I said, I'm a new creature. Church people asked me, well, what's a new creature? <laughs> well, that proved they weren't one. You won't have to ask that. I had no difficulty really just standing alone. Just as a teenager. Just a 17-year-old boy. I had nobody really to fellowship with that lived right. I mean, anybody that I fellowship with, the young men to tell vulgar jokes and curse and do a lot of things. And if it got very bad, I'd just say to them, I don't believe in any such carrying on and walk away from them. I remember one young man said to me on the street one night, said, Kenneth, I'm in trouble. Would you help me? Well, you know, the devil healed ungodly people. He, I knew he's about the most ungodly one of the bunch. So you have to be a little leery of them because they just soon lie. You know, they got the nature of the devil. And they can't help but be that way. I'm not criticizing them. They can't help but be that way. Because they're children of the devil, so they're going to act like the devil. But children of God ought to act like God. And so he said to me, he said, uh, uh, you, you know, I know you're a Christian now. So he sort of put the B on me in a way. You know, if you're a Christian, you ought to help people, you know, and so on. He said, I'm in trouble. Well, I said, all right, Grady, I'll help you if I can. He said, well, now you know my girlfriend. Oh, my, I knew her. I, I knew of her more than I knew her, I guess. Because she had about the worst name in town. <laughs> I mean, anything you want to mention, well, she's in on it. Just anything. And, uh, and so I said, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's sort of glad when I said I'm acquainted with. Well, now, he said... Her cousin is visiting her from down in East Texas. And he hastened to tell me, now her cousin's not like she is. She's a good girl. And I promised her that I would get a date for her cousin. I haven't been able to find anybody. And I'm already running 45 minutes late. And you know my girl. If I show up without a date for her cousin, she's liable to knock me in the head with something. <laughs> and she just helped to know it. He said, would you go along? Now, this is a good girl. She goes to church and all, you know. Would you, would you go along as a date for this cousin and just help me out of this? In fact, we won't stay long, maybe 30 minutes or so. I promise you one thing, he said, we won't dance, we won't drink. I'll tell you what, he said, I won't even smoke a cigarette. Because he knew I didn't smoke. I was Baptist, but I didn't smoke. <laughs> My conscience wouldn't let me. And so he said, I said, well, all right, Grady, if it'll help you, I haven't got anything to do. I'll go along with you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Let's talk about what we have for an offer. We have uh, How to Live Worry-Free, Stepping Out of Bond, Distress, and Fear, 
so many people live in, in fear of this or that or are under stress all the time and they're always worrying and yes. and so and that's what this is all about. God it's doesn't a, want us to do it, that. It's a series that I did, I don't know, it's been some time ago when I taught this series. Back in 98, I believe it was. There's three CDs in here. And then I've been back, oh, I don't know, several years ago. People were going through stuff and storms. It seemed like everybody was involved in a storm in their life. Man, this all the way back in the early 80s, we had some uh, an economy deal. And, and I heard somebody say, where is God in my storm? And that's the basis behind this book, finding an anchor in life's rough waters. We all go to face something. Yes. Everybody does. It's not a matter of when you face a storm. Or if you're going to. Or if you're going to face a storm in life. It's a matter it's of when. when. It's coming. That's what this book is all about. As we are on our voyage through life and we have the howling winds and the roaring waves and adversities come to us, yeah. we do not have to succumb to the storm. We can make it through the storm. That's right. Special offer. Yes. For um, the three CDs, How to Live Worry-Free from yes. Stress and Bondage and Fear and Where's God in My Storm. It's a regular $32.95. We're offering it for $19.95. $19.95. That is that's a $13, $13 savings. That's savings. a big savings. Go right now and get on your, get on your computer and yes. go and order it right now. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.